0: That's what they should be focusing on, is what can they do each and every day to prepare for whenever we truly come out of this pandemic. And when we do, they'll be the ones that are off and running.
1: We talked with a handful of sales professionals who shared what they're facing in their day-to-day business development efforts. A few of the themes that we picked up on were... How are we supposed to close deals right now without the face-to-face meeting and the handshake? We need to focus on our current clients right now instead of going after new business. And our goals are now unrealistic and need to be adjusted due to COVID-19. In today's episode, Dan and I talk through these relevant and timely challenges. I'm Kylie Schmitz.
0: I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales. A non-conformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lapa 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. When I heard I can't do this or I can't do that, that just made me think about how that person has to try to reframe their thought process. Yeah, things are a little bit different right now and they're a little bit maybe tougher at times. But instead of saying, I can't, I wish that person would ask themselves then, okay, so what's my alternative here? Or are others doing it? And if others are doing it, shouldn't I be able to do it? In a few of our webinars recently, we've talked about how the average human being has about 70,000 thoughts a day. And out of those 70,000 thoughts, 80% of them are negative. So if you just start doing the math, that's a lot of negative thoughts. And that's human nature. We think about our fears all the time. Our insecurities and our emotions. I mean, COVID nineteen, Zoom, uh, reaching out, people uncertain, people not knowing. It definitely is a challenge. You know, but what is your alternative? That's what you got to ask yourself. Are you going to do nothing? I mean, doing nothing is not going to get you anywhere. So maybe there is an adjustment, but you still have to do something. You still have to find a way each day to ask yourself, okay, what's my alternative today? You know, what are my options? What do I want to accomplish? And each day, just take it one day at a time. I know it sounds a cliche, but I know a couple of upcoming guests that we're going to have, they talk about the magic and the power of actually truly just taking something one day at a time and no longer focusing on the outcome and their experience amazing things happened because they just focused on each day.
1: Well, we've talked about staying present before. So focusing on the outcome is really putting yourself in the future, which we can't focus on, and thinking about, oh, well, I failed doing it this way before, or this doesn't work from my experience. It's also looking in the past. So how do we stay present? How do we focus on taking each day at a time and getting out of the negative? self-talk?
0: You know, as you were talking, I thought about myself. So I have this writing goal and then I have this podcast goal. And if I don't segment several hours a day or a week for each one of these goals, I'm going to feel overwhelmed. And the more I feel overwhelmed, the more stress I'm going to feel. So I know for me, the first step has been each day I've got to write, x amount of time and each day i got to focus on the podcast x amount of time and that's a process and by doing that it has relieved my stress about both i'm not focused on the outcome anymore i met with nick hardwick and nick used to play center for the san diego chargers and he was an all pro Uh, obviously very very good football player and um at the beginning of the year during the summer He would look at his schedule, and he would look at the teams he was going to play, and he would pick out which of those teams had the most dominant, toughest, fastest, smartest nose tackles, because he was always up against a nose tackle, nose tackles on defense. Nick played center. Nick usually had to block the nose tackle.
1: For those of us who don't know what a nose tackle is, Dan, what is that?
0: It's the person that, on the defense that lines up over the center. Oh, okay. Usually a, a massive human being. You know, Nick's a big guy, and these individuals are easily 300 pounds plus, 6'3, 6'6", enormous. But what he would do is he would study the top two, three, or four that he would face. And then he would start prepping his body during the summer whether it be extra exercises and weights here or more speed there or more technique here, he would actually start his prep three to six months ahead of when he would play that person so that he was completely committed and that when he finally got a chance to compete against that person, he was completely prepared. Those people feeling the uncertainty and a little bit of the frustration and maybe a little bit dejected about prospecting right now, that's understandable, but it's not about the end result. It's now they have to move to the mindset of, what can I do today so that when things do open up, whether it's three months down the road or nine months down the road, I'm best prepared. That's what they should be focusing on, is what can they do each and every day to prepare for whenever we truly come out of this pandemic. And when we do, they'll be the ones that are off and running. In the next few months, uh, Nick Hardwick will be one of our guests. And we've already talked about some really interesting similarities between being a professional football player at the highest level and being a professional sales person at the highest level. If there's anything you'd like me to ask Nick, as we prepare for that conversation, please go to our website and uh, make some suggestions.
1: Yeah, there should be a contact us button. So feel free, throw some ideas our way. Dan, one of the responses that we got was this wait and see approach. You know, things things will go back to normal when they do, we'll regroup then or reevaluate goals then. What are your thoughts on this wait-and-see approach?
0: I know some of the listeners might not like my answer, and I can understand that. Um, I think it's a hiding spot. Now is the time to do the hard work. Now, if you're not going to make reach-outs to your prospects, whether LinkedIn or email or voicemail, that's fine. But you should be practicing. You should be studying different techniques. You should be creating scripts and and approaches and verbalizing them and recording yourself and having others listen and critiquing yourself and having others critique you. You should be doing something each and every day to prepare for whenever we all come out of this. Thinking to yourself that now's not the time. Again, all right, so what are you gonna do with the time? And if I go back to that Nick example, he knew that there was a certain person he was gonna compete against four months down the road. But that didn't stop him each and every day from making sure that there was something deliberate he was doing that day to prepare for that one-on-one competition. I think that's the best way to look at it right now within this pandemic. What are you doing every day to prepare for when everything opens up again?
1: What if things don't open up anytime in the near future?
0: I think everybody's going to have to make their own decision. From a company culture standpoint, you know, we've talked to a lot of companies, both our clients and our prospects and some of our clients are all for prospecting. Obviously, they're for prospecting appropriately, which is offering people the opportunity to help, offering to engage very advisory. And we have some clients that have truly decided or have at this point not decided to engage in proactive outreach, and they're kind of in flux. Well, that's only gonna last so long. I mean, you can only be in flux for so long. And so I think at some point, everybody's gonna have to engage the new norm, and whether it's through Zoom, or whether it's through LinkedIn, or whether it's through whatever, um, reaching out to people. Otherwise, your business is gonna stagnate. I mean, I don't, I don't really know any other way. It was boring to me, but I just think that's the hard truth
1: at the end of the day, we have two options, action or inaction. And I want to go to this theory that we always coach, which is condition, cause, effect. So we go to cause being how we respond, what we do, what actions we take or don't take. The effect is we're not going to grow our business. You take no action, you're guaranteed no growth. You take some action, you still might not have the growth, but you have a 100% better chance of getting to a potential new business. Let's go back to the condition part of this. So what is the condition? What goes into that? What drives our action or inaction? I think now more than ever
0: on that, Kylie, and even I've had to learn this lesson over the past couple months too. You have to let go of outcomes right now. You can only focus on the process because nobody knows if this is going to last three more months or nine more months or a year. Nobody knows that for certain. And if you start thinking about nine months out and 12 months out, you're going to get very overwhelmed. You might get frustrated. You're going to feel angst. You might even get a little depressed. So I think you have to control what you can control, which is okay. Whether it's three months from now or nine months from now, what am I going to do tomorrow that I know is imperative in my business, whether it's practicing, prepping, learning something new, role-playing, whatever it might be, what can I do tomorrow that's within my control because I make that choice that helps me really make sure that I am fully prepared and ready to go at a much higher level coming out of this versus how I came into this.
1: Do you think... Most people think that they have a choice. And when I say that, I mean, do you think people know that they choose their thoughts?
0: No, most of us don't know that we actually can choose our thoughts. I was taught this a little while ago and I say it to myself all the time, I am not my thoughts. So if I have a negative thought based on all this COVID-19 stuff, if I have a negative thought about trying to Maintain or grow or build a business right now within this crazy pandemic that we're in I always remind myself hold on i'm not my thoughts My thoughts are my ego trying to protect me, but they're not me The fear may feel like me the uncertainty may feel like me, but it's not me And I just think for our our listeners You have to remind yourself That you are not your thoughts you actually do have a choice. Now you have habits and you have routines and you have brain patterns that might wanna convince you that all these negative thoughts are yours, but they're at the end of the day, they're not. And I think all it takes is that little reminder sometimes, okay, hold on, I am not my thoughts. What are my other alternatives here?
1: Yeah, and the other thing that I think is helpful to ask yourself, and this is a skill in emotional intelligence, it's reality testing. Where's the proof? Ask yourself, where is the proof? I can't sell in this environment. I can't close business without meeting with somebody face-to-face. Where's the proof?
0: I like that, Kylie. I think a lot of people are going to say, well, the proof is I talked to my three peers who are in the office with me and neither three of them are selling, or I talked to my buddy who, you know, now lives in Los Angeles and He or she is not selling.
1: Which is confirmation bias.
0: Exactly. So now you've gone out and you've obtained opinions of those who think like you, who now can confirm your thought process, which is, how am I going to sell in this environment? Because I guarantee you, there are people who are working really hard, as you and I talk right now, to get better at what they do and trying to make new meetings and engage in new sales conversations
1: it's definitely happening
0: yeah i liked how you brought up confirmation bias because it's so true if we're feeling overwhelmed if we're feeling uncertain if we're feeling insecure what do we all do we look to others to confirm that it's okay that we feel or think the way we think and feel at that moment in time
1: well and this goes back to our belief system and what feeds into our beliefs and how We can get attached to our beliefs, and that's what drives this whole concept of attachment and hurts the the growth mindset or your ability to combat these negative thoughts. Now it's time for our favorite segment, Change the Conversation. So our goal with this segment is not to make fun of or belittle the messages that we receive from the hardworking salespeople out there, but rather we want to give you tangible examples that you can chew on to help you take your mindset from that of a salesperson to an advisor. This is actually an email that Dan received. Dan, thanks for connecting with me on LinkedIn. Wanted to send you a quick note to introduce myself and my company. After 10 years in corporate finance, business development, and commercial roles, I started company ABC, to bring the same types of digital marketing and analytics solutions used by big companies to small businesses and independent consultants here in Indianapolis. I find that small business leaders in this city know how to sell their companies. They just need more opportunities to get in front of interested prospects. Our firm specializes in using digital marketing to generate hundreds of warm leads every month for our clients you can learn more about us at our website or follow us on Twitter at Company ABC. If you're open to it, I would love to learn more about your business also. Feel free to grab a time on my calendar. Here's my Calendly link. Thanks, Bob. P.S. I hate how impersonal Calendly feels, but it works. Winky face.
0: <laughs> that person would have lost me after 10 years of some kind of experience But I think the most obvious thing is that to them, it was the word also, that they would be also willing to learn about my business as if they were going to do me a favor. Or if there was still time after I was done listening to him and about his business, maybe we would get to my business. (laughs) So just a lot of words that I don't know if they make sense. There's no interest on my part. I know it's digital marketing, but... There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people out there trying to market digital marketing and they all sound the same. Nothing in there spoke to me about my company or anything relevant in my industry.
1: Dan, what do you want our listeners to walk away from this episode knowing or thinking?
0: Number one, I'd want them to be more self-aware of their thought process with knowing that they might be saying a lot more, how can I, or I can't, you have to ask yourself some simple questions, like what's the alternative then? I'd want them to walk away being very careful as you and I just discussed on this confirmation bias. I think that is prolific right now. And I think we've all probably been guilty of it in some shape, form, or fashion, given all the uncertainties and stops and starts that we're experiencing within the business community and the economy. The other thing I'd love to have them walk away with is, and like I said, we're gonna talk to Nick in a future episode, is remember how he prepared. He was four to six months out of facing these individuals, but he studied and he prepped way in advance, and he just looked at it as one day at a time. And so for those of you out there who are uncertain, do you prospect? Do you not prospect? How do you reach out? When do you reach out? If you're not certain about it and you're in flux about it, still use the time to improve your approach. Study your approach. Do the research. Try to figure out new ways or different ways to bring out your best. Invest in yourself. Record yourself. Now is the time to prepare. I think those would be the big things that I'd want everybody to walk away with.
1: Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of this podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com. That's L-A-P-P-I-N-1-8-0.com. And there you'll find information on upcoming workshops, different events we're doing throughout the United States, ways to engage with us on social media, as well as form where you can suggest topics or guests for the podcast. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Kylie out.